This is Your Life, God's Truth. Your QFM, it's Phil, and I am honored to have on the phone with me State Representative Deb Keel from District 1B and over in the Crookston area. Deb, how are you? Happy New Year. Hey, Happy New Year to you, too. It's 2023 now. Wow. I'm doing well, and I'm even doing better because I'm home with my my spouse, so that's yeah. always a good thing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, of course, the legislative session got going, and it's uh, very interesting, to say the least. We want to dive into that a little bit, and I'll, I'll start by yeah. saying that, you know, for the listeners of QFM, we know where our faith is. It's not in government. It's, you know, not in our bank accounts or jobs. It's it's in the Lord Jesus Christ, and so it is on Him that we uh, place our hope, our trust, and in the middle of that, as we live our life, though, on this earth, there are things that we have to deal with, you know, whether mm-hmm. it's our homes and families or uh, what's going on with our government. We are part of a nation. We are part of a state, a county, a city. And uh, and those things are important as well. And, Deb, you've been a state representative now for a number of years. Uh, unfortunately, some of those years you were in the minority, so there wasn't a whole lot you could do. I think, though, am I right that this is the first time for you where everything is controlled by the Democrats, or or has that happened before well, in your tenure? It happened my second term. Okay. So, and then that's when we got um, the changes in our health care, which um, we even had some Democrat colleagues back then that were saying, stop doing this, you're going to destroy the individual market, and sure, shoot, and we have had problems with that ever since. Yeah. And it has cost us as Minnesotans and certainly as independents, um, especially our small businesses. This has been a terribly painful um, process for them, and we have not... You know, I was foolish enough being a new member to say, oh, well, we'll get in charge and we'll we'll change this. We'll turn it around. Mm-hmm. Well, I soon learned that government moves at a slow pace, but it also reverses at a slow pace. Yeah. In fact, it almost never completely changes yeah. back. Yeah, exactly. And here we go again. You know, now, yeah. and, and now we're in 2023 where there are some big issues that are more than political issues. They're moral issues, uh, frankly, biblical issues. And uh, your name popped up on the screen last week because right out of the gun, the leadership in the House and Senate on the Democrat side decided to make abortion the number one bill that they wanted to get going. I I guess they feel that's why they got elected was this so-called mandate to protect abortion on demand in Minnesota. Can you give us an update? You know, it's not looking good at all, uh, you know, stripping away any protections at all. And is there, from your perspective, any way to stop this train going down the track? You know, I just don't think so. I, I You know, I, first of all, I'll say God is in control of all. And and I do know that, that he is watching all of this. And... um uh, like I told my colleagues yesterday when we did the second abortion bill, that um, that that it makes me absolutely sick to think about what we're doing. But in fact, they feel that they are bringing forward a freedom that has been uh, lost 
But I, I really am concerned because not only are we um, pulling off, uh, you know, the protection of the third trimester uh, infant, but um, making sure that children, um, that parents have to be notified mm-hmm. and notified, not, not, they don't have to give permission. They just have to be notified was yeah. the old law. Now we're taking all of that off, and and a child that's young could literally go and get an abortion without mom and dad's notice at all. Never mind, you couldn't get a tattoo without a parental yeah. permission. You could not get other basic things cannot be done without um, mom and dad's um, permission. And um, we are very concerned about the fact that trafficking has become such a devastating problem in Minnesota that that an, someone who is trafficking a young person uh, girl would would be able to have them have an abortion and keep trafficking them and never be parents would never be the wiser or some other kind of awful story that is going on um, is not being watched and and all of those protections are being removed. Yeah, and and again, they say it's an issue of freedom because Roe versus Wade was overturned. But yeah, mm-hmm. obviously, from our perspective, that was a horrific decision made by the Supreme Court, which is what our current Supreme Court basically said. It was a bad decision from the get-go, and so it was high time to overturn it and get the decision back to the states. But for the state of Minnesota, things have honestly gotten much worse when it comes to abortion, or it's about to uh, become much worse. And, you know, there's even a provision in this new bill. You know, the first bill was just basically uh, enshrining abortion into law and then stripping away a lot of protections. But now they have this other one, HF91, which uh, strips protection from newborns who might survive an abortion. Apparently that happened five times in our state last year. Uh, They're stripping that out. And uh, and then one other thing, this bill would eliminate Minnesota's abortion reporting law, which requires the state to collect basic data about how abortion is practiced, including data about injuries and deaths resulting for abortion. It takes that away. I mean, there are literally nothing left with abortion laws. There won't be by the time they're done, it sounds like. No, and there was no, uh, the conversation yesterday, uh, testimony, was that there was no need to keep any of this data. It was all private data, and and we can't release, you know, we're not supposed to ask anybody for any of this information or know what is happening. And I I find this, um, well, it's just inexcusable, and... and sometimes even ridiculous in that we're collecting all kinds of health information. We report how many heart attacks people have. We report how many, you know, we were were reporting all kinds of health issues and how we handle them and how they're addressed. And then now we're saying, oh, yeah, we don't need to know that. So we don't need to know that abortion is not safe, and that's their argument often. Mm. Oh, it's safe. It is safer. This is, get this, it is safer than giving birth. Wow. And, and you, we have all kinds of people that can either talk about how uh, it has not been safe for them, 
or talk about the fact that someone has been lost. Um, and then we had a mother testify, a grandmother, excuse me, testify that her daughter was talked into an abortion and she had an abortion, um, unbeknownst to mom and, um, somebody else signed, uh, was notified. So they were okay with all that, but they never, uh, explained to the daughter what the ramifications were, you know, just the, just the information. And they see that, um, my Democrat colleagues see that as intimidation. I heard it over and over again, yeah. that these intimidating conversations were, were why the, these, these, uh, young girls, excuse me, we refer to them as individuals now. Um, we also found out yesterday in another committee that not just women have periods. Yeah. So we have to say individuals. Unreal. So this yeah. has gotten absolutely ridiculous. But at any rate, this young girl that I referred to uh, had an abortion. Um, Mom found out about it when she committed suicide because she mm. was so devastated by what ha- you know what she had cho- chosen to do. Um, you know, the, just the conversations. We have so many things we should be doing for Minnesotans, and here we are. And you were rightly so. They think it's a mandate. The problem oh, yeah. is they didn't look at the election in the rest of the state. And I don't, and I and my colleagues do not believe that it is a mandate to rip apart a baby yeah. and, 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 and kill it either before birth or after. Hmm. It, it is, we do not think that the Minnesotans wanted that. They yeah. may have wanted some freedoms, uh, privacy. I understand those things. However, um, what what many don't realize is is that um, there is intimidation. There is uh, just like I said, trafficking going on. We have a real problem of trafficking. I, yeah, yeah, that's I, true. Is there any is there it. any mm-hmm. hope of any Democrat legislator, whether in the House or the Senate, that could break ranks because of their faith, because of conviction? and say no to this. Is there any chance of that, Deb? I mean, with God, yes. all things are possible. Yes, but. there is. There is. We do have pro-life legislators. Um, there are a few, and um, and we need to pray for them because they're they're in a in a place of, of heavy intimidation. Um, there is a lot of uh, arm twisting going on. Um, and and just it's just very disturbing to see things being rammed rammed through yeah. in such a manner. So it is, a, and it isn't one issue. Uh, Health and Human Services, both of those committees are hearing some some of these horrendous bills. But I can tell you that um, election um, integrity. There's a bill coming forward this week that I think we are going to be very appalled at. Also. Hmm. Um, I have not heard all the details, but I've heard that uh, my understanding is that we're just going to automatically register everybody when they turn 16 yeah. to vote. Um, there are other issues out there that are being pushed because they feel they have a mandate and they're not wasting any time. No, they're moving. Our deadlines are even the first part of March. So many bills have to be heard by the first of March. Yeah. Many are not even written yet. Yeah, it's breakneck speed, that's for sure. I've, I've heard other details on that voting bill, you know, where uh, there could be anyone can have permanent absentee ballot status, for example, with these. I mean, it's just 
on and on and on. And, and of course, we haven't even touched on the fact that we have this massive surplus. You know, do you feel that, you know, the Democrats are feeling because of that, they're going to be able to just check off many, many things on the list that things we haven't even thought of, you know, new programs, new you know, uh, funding for all sorts of different things. I'm, I'm assuming you're seeing that already. Oh, yeah. We, I, I haven't seen any spending bills, but I do know that, that that's the intent. Um, I know that many of our my constituents are hoping that we will um, stop taxing Social Security. We're one of few states that does it. And um, that is not on the agenda of the governor or um, my Democrat colleagues. They did tax conformity. That really isn't going to lower much in the rate of, of, of tax rate, yeah. but it is going to conform with the federal government. So it is, some people are going to see some changes. Um, we have, um, in our district, we have nursing home issues. They are in desperate need of financial stability. Um, our hospitals, our, our critical access care hospitals are in serious trouble because of COVID and the, and the cost of uh, how things, you know, even even down to our small businesses, that COVID really devastated them and and helping them to get back on their feet. Um, we're talking we're talking about spending things like paid family leave, money oh, for yeah. that. That's and, that's and moving quickly. That one right there. Uh, yes, and 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 I know they think that they're going to help uh, childcare um, families and and. I believe this is going to devastate all of our small businesses and um, are, they're not going to be able to withhold the cost. And then the bigger businesses might be demanded more uh, of them, even though they now have different opportunities for uh, situations in their own families that mm-hmm. need uh, family health care or help um, within the families. So um, it, it's, it's just a, it's a program that um, rural Minnesota uh, would have trouble living with. Yeah, it's going to be a new payroll tax the way it looks. If it doesn't, you know, get uh, changed, mm-hmm. and it would end up being permanent. I'm assuming, like you said, it's hard to reverse things uh, once they get started. I know uh, lots of money being projected to, toward housing initiatives, uh, and then you've got this whole big office building. What is that in the cities? The uh, <laughs> I mean, the state office building that the House of Representatives works out of, yes. Yeah, is so where you work out of, yeah. Okay. Exactly. So, so and the ridiculous things that we do, um, I don't know about anybody else, but if I know that in my household I'm going to have to repair something, and the state office building does have problems. It's got mold in the building. It's got some real, uh, we're having electronic problems with it. It's hard to record. Things that we need to do as as state legislators. However, in the last year, um, every time a room is changed from one member to the next, the room is painted, which is not expensive in itself, but mm-hmm. still, I don't paint my walls that often. And, um, and, then, and then everyone got new carpeting last year. Hmm. Yeah, a year and a half ago. Got new carpeting. Well, I know if we're going to repair something, I don't put new carpeting in. I wait till I need, well, you know, yeah. it's the finishing thing, and it makes no sense, and, and the, the, the ridiculous amount of numbers, the do, dollars that they're talking about fixing the building, 
is unbelievable. I, I've heard it said that we probably could build a new building for what we're for less than what we're spending to renovate this yeah. historical. It's it's a historical building, so I and I guess it's been redone many times, but. Um, I know it's not any older than the 20s, 1920s, because my great-grandfather just worked out of the Capitol. He didn't even work out of the state office building oh, okay. when he was a legislator. Yeah. So, and, and, and I, but um, the money that we are spending, you are very right, is unbelievable. Um, and it's going in places that is not going to reduce taxes or help our nursing homes. Um, we're, we're working on that. I, yeah. I, I still have hope we can work on some of those things, but more more importantly, to help um, uh, people, no matter what. And and housing is certainly a problem. Yeah. But part of housing's problem is the regulations that Minnesota has. It's yeah. not just money, and and uh, it's just it's very disturbing what is happening. Yeah, obviously, lots of proposals out there to spend money on education. Uh, we could probably talk for a long time about that, you know, K through 12, let alone colleges. I know they're all there knocking on the doors for you guys. Spend here, spend here. Uh, the, the teachers union, they were asking for a massive amount of money. So there's just so much going on. I, You guys need prayer, don't you? I mean, I, I know oh. and I pray that there's some things that you can all agree on or at least a consensus bipartisan way on mm-hmm. some important things. We'll pray to that end. But, uh, you know, help us understand, uh, you know, they don't have that big of a majority, especially in the Senate. What are the mm-hmm. bills that, you know, they would have a hard time passing? Isn't there some where it takes more than just a simple majority? Is there a easy way to, to kind of summarize that? Well, the only thing that they need votes for in the House, especially, is that they need um, bonding bill. But that's only if we borrow money. So if the bonding, cash, okay. Then, then not so much. And I'm not even adverse to cash, as long as we do infrastructure, helping right. helping our communities fix their water systems, sewer systems, you know, those kinds of things. Um, you know that 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 is a statewide issue, and um, I I really think that would be a good thing to put yeah. money toward if we're going to spend money. But um, you know I, there is very little. However, you're right. There, uh, the Senate only is one one vote majority, yeah. and so they do have to be careful. Um, can we get some of these things reversed, stopped, slowed up? Um, I, I certainly pray that that's what we can do, and and that in the end God's will is done. Um, yeah, that's right. Uh, you know, I I I'm I'm really concerned. It was really, and I'm I'm not making light of this. It was really important for me to come home and and be grounded again Oof. in in just my home life um, with my spouse. The fact that I can go to worship with my my church yeah. family, and um, and the renewal that I need in order yeah. to fight the battle in St. Paul, and um, yeah, it'd be hard to have joy down there, but we can because of Jesus. That's yeah. the bottom yeah. line, especially right now. There's going to be some things coming that are going to go in direct opposition to biblical truth. And, you know, we're just going to have to trust God that he's going to sort it all out because he will. 
He will. But that doesn't mean we take a stand. And we do appreciate that about you and a lot of Mm -hmm. our, well, probably all of the QFM area. We have conservative, God-fearing legislators that are going to do their very best to take a stand. You know, we've got uh, Senator Mark Johnson Mm -hmm. right from your area, who's now the minority leader in the Senate. I Mm -hmm. mean, that's a position that's very important, and I'm sure he's going to take that seriously and try to take a stand, but it won't be easy. No, it won't be. And and you are exactly right that, that we have some um, very uh, God-fearing legislators that certainly will um, be there. Uh, um, it is not unusual for us to pray together yeah. uh, to ask God's guidance as well as His direction um, in, in helping us to um, be able to carry his word forth and and um, and what he would like us to do yeah. for the citizens of, of Minnesota. So yeah. it's 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 really important and and that's you know you're right. We have to remember always that God's in control and that that my joy certainly can be in in Jesus Christ and and my Savior. So that um, yeah, we can hopefully witness and God. God's, God will open their ears um, mm. to hear what it is we are should be doing. And, and we do, um, not to be entirely negative, but we, we really do have some um, legislators across the aisle that are pro-life, that are willing to be um, very active in, in, in uh, uh, serving at the legislature, and I, they just have to be... Oh identified you know we get to know more and more of them um there's a lot of different personalities there and and certainly um god's Uh, word needs to travel farther than it is but it sounds like the abortion bill it's passed all of their committees now and it will probably be voted on on the house floor as early as next week is that what you're hearing too deb or yeah, I have not been told what we are hearing on the floor. Um, I know we'll go back Tuesday because, of course, we have Monday off. Oh, yeah. So we'll go back Tuesday um, just to open up. I don't believe we'll be doing any bills Tuesday. So, And I don't know what they have not calendared Wednesday yet. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure exactly what, um, yeah. what they'll do. Um, but House File 1, um, yes is on the general register now, so that means that that can be heard on the floor. House File 91 is not. Will they save both of them to do them in one day? Maybe. I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, okay. I, yeah, the, and that's the hard part is I, um, even my, and I happen to have talked to a leader this morning, and they told me they have no idea. There's not yeah. anything being uh, shared, and... Um, yeah, so it's it's we'll we'll see, and it is important for the public to pay attention. Um, if you have a computer, certainly you can go online and look at the Minnesota House of Representatives, and you can see what both the Senate and the House are actively listening. Um, you can go to um, our TV channels. I can't tell you which ones, but. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you can actively listen to a hearing and watch it on uh, Garden Valley. Okay. Um, Bemidji, I believe, also has a site. So if you're interested, yeah. And I would tell you one other thing: if you're if if this is really stressful, turn it off and pray. Yeah, amen. Um, I just 
I have to be honest, somebody said, did you listen to this committee hearing? And I said, I knew I had to be mentally prepared for what I was doing in the next hour. So I said, then I don't. I, I, yeah. I need, someone will tell me if I need to know something. Otherwise, I need to be on target for what I'm working on. Yeah. And, um, but I can go back and listen. All, everything we do is recorded. Okay. Um, so it can be heard. Well, of course, uh, a week from this weekend is the anniversary of the Roe versus Wade thing. And, and of course, that was overturned, which made all the pro-abortion people so very upset last year. And I could see that mm-hmm. the leaders in the House and Senate now would probably love nothing better than to shove these bills through uh, right before that anniversary and say something to the effect of, well, take that. You know, seriously, I, I, mm-hmm. I could really see that because that's their mentality. I could, too. Yeah, so we yeah, do have being, to pray. It's those... being pushed through oh. the Senate as well. So if yeah. they both go to the Senate or the House and the Senate and they are lockstep language, um, they could be on the governor's desk in a week yeah. or two. And uh, we have mm-hmm. to pray some of those pro-life Democrats will, you know, have the courage to stand against it. That is the only, probably the only hope uh, at the moment for Minnesota. All right, Deb. It is, and I really, I really pray for people that maybe aren't even pro-life, but like the fact that you can have choice that yeah. still do not agree with uh, second and third term abortion. Right. You know, yeah. um, sometimes you look for the small wins, and and yeah. um, that is the other thing that that we need to encourage people that really feel they're pro-choice to look and see what it is that um, our legislature is promoting. Deb Keel, State Representative, District 1B, thank you for taking the time and we'll connect again, I'm sure, during this legislative session. And it's going to be interesting, that is for sure. But God is in control. So there you go. Know that we're praying for you, Deb. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate that. And I wish everybody a wonderful January. Yeah. All right. This is your life. God's truth. Your QFM.